The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Unlock the power of your dreams. Welcome to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden. Welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show here on Unity Online Radio. This is the place to call in to uncover the truth of your dreams and reveal the beauty of who you are. I'm Dr. Dream, Kelly Sullivan Walden. So grateful to be here with you. And just tuck this number in your back pocket for the second half of the show if you want to call in with a question about dreams and lucid dreaming and talking to children about their dreams. The number to call is 816-251-3555. So we're going to just, I'm going to read the quick little, I'm going to do the things that we do so I can quickly get to our guest, Angel Morgan, PhD. I want to first just say, for those of you who know I live in Topanga, California, there's been major wildfires going on and we just are coming out of it. So for thank you for everybody who's been asking and checking in. We were evacuated for a bit, um, couldn't go home. We had to grab our doggies and stay at a friend's place. But holy Lord, it's 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 like I feel like George Bailey and It's a Wonderful Life where I get to come back and have my home and all the simple things I'm so grateful for and so glad that they were these brave firemen were able to firemen and women were able to put these fires out and there wasn't too many too much loss except well of course acres and acres of land. So it's tragic and there's blessings that we can be so grateful for. That was a lot of over old, old brush that needed to be burned away. So oh, I'm just looking for the positive things here, people. Okay. So here's the luminous humanist thought for the day. It is May, ni- May 19th blazing beauty. And I think that's kind of bizarre timing, blazing beauty. Once your eyes are accustomed and your attention is fixated on the glory The gory details fade, and everything and everyone becomes so gorgeous it blows your mind. Even the people and situations that used to annoy, irritate, or upset you seem to have a new enchanted glow. Affirmation. I see through the eyes of the divine and behold the blazing beauty in all people, places, and situations. It's kind of interesting wordplay given the fire that just happened. Okay, so with that, let's just close our eyes for a quick moment. Turn within, take a big deep breath, and let's get centered in this moment. And let's just open ourselves up to the beauty of the dream we're having right now, the lucid dream we're having right this moment. And let's open all the way up to the miracles and to the messages and the insights that are available to us right now if we pierce the veil and simply become available. Roll out that red carpet to the dream maker and let's say, yes, we are open. We are available. We are interested. We want to know what is in store for us now. What is the best thing we could know about ourselves now, about our lives, about our dreams, 
and how can we make the most and best use of that? So with that in mind, we know as we take one step toward the dream maker, he, she, it takes 20 steps toward us. So we know that the answers are already given. It's just a matter of us being able to assimilate and open up to them. So with this, I say thank you so much for listening. And thank you for Unity Online Radio for being such wonderful partners in this broadcast. And thank you in advance for the genius of Angel Morgan, PhD. With this, I say amen, a woman, a dreams. Okay, I'm going to tell you all about my guest. She's beautiful inside and out. She is amazing and she lives up to her name, Angel Kwan Yin Morgan, PhD. She is the president of the IASD, the International Association for the Study of Dreams. The website, by the way, is asdreams.org. Go there to get your tickets for the upcoming June conference. So, Angel is the founder and the director of Dream Bridge in Ashland, Oregon. She specializes in dreams, creativity, and the connection between the two, as in dream arts. She's worked with adults, children, teens, and parents as a dream arts educator since 1995. An interdisciplinary artist and filmmaker, Angel has received her PhD in psychology after completing dream studies and creativity studies at and programs at Saybrook University. Before that, she received an MA in human development at St. Mary's University of Minnesota, a BA in theater and film and theater from UCLA, and um, many other many other degrees and um, certifications. So she also is a recipient of the William Faldman Writing Grant and is widely published. She's written many, many dream articles. And um, she's also written an incredible book that we're going to be talking about today called Dreamers, Powerful Tiger, a new lucid dreaming classic for children and parents of the 21st century. And it's an audio book, by the way. It's amazing. I just want to present some of her teachers or well her father was her first teacher Robert F Morgan a PhD a psychologist who gave her tools from Kilton Stewart's Sonoy dream theory we're going to talk about that today and her other dream mentors as a teen and young adult were Eduardo Duran um, PhD and Clara Stewart flag the widow of Kilton Stewart so without further ado if you want to check out our website in advance it's the dreambridge.com Angel Kwanyan Morgan president of the International <laughs> Association for the Study of Dreams welcome to the Ask Dr. Dream show <laughs> hi Kelly thank you so much it's great to be here with you again Oh my God, it's been too long. Wow. Way too long. Okay, so many things I want to talk about with you, but let's start with, it's always good to get a little bit of a, for people who, that don't already know you, let's talk a little bit about your interesting childhood and how you came mm. to dream work and what what that made of you. <laughs> so let's hear about this. <laughs> right. Right, right. Having a psychologist father and um, I, I think it was last year I was on your show here and we talked about um, how I was having nightmares mm -hmm. and my my dad was, you know, studying Hilton Stewart's Snowy Dream Theory and 
taught me that if I have the nightmares that I would imagine a friendly giant and that friendly giant would, um, you know, be my ally, be my friend and help me in the nightmare, turn it into a better dream. And, you know, and so I misunderstood him in my four-year-old mind and I, I woke up and from the nightmare and started whistling and whistling. And, you know, I, I had thought my father was the friendly giant in waking life. <laughs> so he was my first teacher, you know, with the, the Sonoy dream theory, but he had to explain to me, no, this is while you're still in the dream. When you're in the dream, you whistle for the friendly giant and it could be him, you know, he could be the friendly giant, but he taught me that I didn't have to wake up to find him, that I could call for him and he could be an ally for me while I'm still dreaming. So the concept of dream allies, lucid dream allies, um, was the first lesson. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, dream, lucid dream allies, they can be parental figures, teachers, siblings. They could be pets or best friends or favorite fictional characters, superheroes. Um, a lot of kids um, uh, call on, like, Harry Potter and, you know, wizards and w- witches and Merlin and whomever, you know, to be mm-hmm. their dream ally while they're still young and um, not seeing themselves yet as that wizard or that, you know, magical being. Right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And how did that that, help you? That's how it started. (laughs) What's that? Uh, That's how it started. Um, Mm -hmm. How did that help me? Yeah. Well, it started a whole series of mentoring, you know, with, because the nightmares, they, they didn't go away um, just right away. So they're, and usually that's how it is with children when they're having these developmental nightmares that are totally natural and healthy. I mean, a lot of times, um, most of the time, children will at some point or another dream about being chased. Right. Or, you know, by an animal or a witch mm-hmm. or a troll or <laughs> dragon. That was fine. It was a witch um, that chased me when I was little. That was the first remembered dream I had. But yeah, keep going. <laughs> right. So that dream is actually a developmental um, lucid opportunity mm-hmm. that gets missed because parents haven't been dream educated to guide their children. Mm-hmm. And that's you know what I do. I work educating parents to help their children and, and then working with the children when they're old enough to work with me. But yeah, it's um, it's it's all about you know learning how to um, learning how to guide the children to feel safe for one. You know, the, the people that they want to talk to first are going to be parents or you know people that they're very close to. Um, uh. I'm forgetting what the question was now. <laughs> I'm, I feel like I've so gotten into the dream world with you. I'm like, whoa, I'm, I feel like I'm a little kid that's listening to this. It's like, oh, I don't oh, even. Oh, the chasing dreams. <laughs> yes, chasing dreams. Oh, and I still have those, but yes, dreams. what an opportunity. Right. So it's a, right, so adults still have those dreams yeah. if they've never learned how to work with right. um, those opportunities as children. So if a child doesn't learn that they can stop in a dream and face who's chasing them and and 
stand up to them and say, stop, this is my dream, I'm number one in my dream, I'm strong, I'm brave, you know, all the, the affirmations that you teach children with uh, lucid dream guidance. Then, um, you know, as they get older and they're teenagers and, and adults, they'll still have those incredibly anxious dreams where you wake up in a sweat because you've been chased by something. And these are all parts of us. It's like shadow work, you know, it's parts of us that are presenting an opportunity to be integrated and to be, uh, to help make us stronger. So how did that help me is what your question was. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah. So, yeah, so learning that in my dreams, everyone is a friend, everyone is an ally. And if they aren't, then it's a part of me that is turning against me um, that needs some kind of attention. Mm -hmm. And usually that's a reflection from something in waking life. So, yeah, learning how to face what's chasing me made me feel uh, stronger and braver in waking life not so Mm. fearful and that's something with children it's so important for children because what happens with children when they don't learn this is you know there's there's a lot of i mean if you look at just the social tensions that happen on a playground or you know i know we've we've been you know in a pandemic but Mm -hmm. (laughs) right you know you you know the playgrounds that kids used to play on or that they will be soon or they might they might start be they're they're tiptoeing back out playground the zoom playground yeah i mean there are social tensions everywhere (laughs) And, and these things you know when kids learn that they can take responsibility for things that are happening in their dreams, it helps them take responsibility for things happening socially too, which is part of the whole Sonoy dream theory, which is like if if somebody dreams about, um, like if I were to have a dream, no, no, I'll turn it around. If you were to have a dream that Mm -hmm. I did something mean to you Mm. and then you told me, angel, I had this dream and you were really mean to me. Well, in the Sonoy dream theory, I would say to you, Kelly, I'm so sorry. Uh, Like, even though I can't think of anything I did in waking life, I did something mean to you in a dream. So I take responsibility for that because I must have done something unconsciously that went into your (laughs) dream world that made Mm. you see me that way. So I apologize and I say, I'm so sorry that I hurt you. And then I would give you a gift. Um, And that gift would help you feel better about me. And then Mm -hmm. I, you know, our relationship would have some healing. Oh, that is a far superior response than it's your dream. It's your problem. I didn't do anything. Get over it, weirdo. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh God. My poor and, husband has and, had so many dreams where I've been horrible and I've never responded like that. I need to do it. The next. I hope he has a bad dream about me <laughs> one of these days. So I'll get to like, just redeem myself. Oh, give him, I'm a, so give sorry, him a whole Dana. basket. Give him a, a gift basket. Here's for this one. And here's for this. <laughs> See this whole room full of gifts. This is all retroactive. I owe you. Big you know, time. I love it. I love it. I've taught this to different communities different uh you know dream you know dream work um mm-hmm. like dream circles that i've done in different communities and people have practiced this you know in their communities and um 
you know, especially there was a period of time I was doing a lot of dream work in Waldorf schools, Waldorf school mm-hmm. communities. And the teachers would start doing that. They would start telling each other, you were in my dream. And then they would, you know, an apple would appear on their desk with a little flower on it, you know. Oh, my <laughs> God. Oh, that's yeah. so sweet. Oh, my God. We This needs to be widely practiced. Fred. <laughs> I want now people, everybody who dreams about me, oh, I know that I'm going to have to be the giver of the gifts. Okay. Well, <laughs> let's flip that around. <laughs> I'm going to tell everybody who I, well, dream, you know, I dreamt about you. Where's my apple? <laughs> but I want to step back they, for one second. They need second. to know about it first. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's why this needs to be. I mean, I think this should become common knowledge. When I first heard about mm-hmm. the Sinoy dream theory, it really changed mm-hmm. my life. It changed, mm. it didn't just change my dreams, but it yeah. changed the way I saw everything. The whole notion right. that this tribe lived peacefully for hundreds of years when like surrounded by tribes that were not living peacefully and they were seen as this like special tribe because there was something special about them. Don't hurt them because they're, it's like they're kind of special beings, peaceful creatures. I mean, this whole notion of seeing everyone in your dream as an ally Mm -hmm. that translates into waking life. It's hard to believe something in a dream and not carry it over into this waking dream. So that by itself, and there's several other things that are, that are big game changers, but that by itself can change absolutely everything. It's kind of the end of a victimhood as we know it. Yeah. Yes. And the Sonora didn't and don't, you know, use the term lucid dreaming, but Mm -hmm. it's the same thing. The lessons are really the same. And there are a lot of cultures who have, you know, forever taught these things right. um, and then we we use the term lucid dream but like for example another common dream that children have is like falling right you're falling oh, oh yeah talk and about falling dreams, the teaching please. there the teaching there is to become lucid in your dream like basic the basic thing about lucid dream the very foundational level is you're aware you're dreaming while you're dreaming so you know in the dream this is a dream so you become, you know, you're, you're falling in the dream. You're like, okay, maybe as a child, you tell your, par- your parents or your, your guardian, whoever, when the next day, I dreamed I was falling. And then the adult says, okay, well, the next time you have this dream, because they come back if they're not resolved. Right. The next time you have this dream and you're falling, turn it into flying. Mm. Just take that energy and fly because mm. it's an opportunity. That energy of falling can turn into flying. As soon as you know you're dreaming and you can direct your mind to fly, you will fly. All you mm. have to do is say, I'm not, I don't want to fall anymore. I want to fly. Mm. And then the beautiful lesson that Clara uh, Stewart flag um, taught me that was so beautiful. And I, I teach this all the time. Whenever you fly places in lucid dreams, it's really fun, right? Mm-hmm. But she would always say, after you fly, um, land somewhere. Land somewhere on the earth, on the ground, and feel, feel the ground, feel the earth mm. under your bare, bare feet. Mm. After flying, 
and feel the earth and wiggle your toes around <laughs> and just feel that because how that translates in waking life is having, you know, wonderful adventures, but also grounding yourself in between them. Nice. And having oh. that connection to oh, our earth. God, that is so, that is so important. Oh, mm -hmm. Okay. And there's so many things to talk about, but I, I really love your new book, Dreamers, Powerful Tiger, a new lucid dreaming classic for children and parents of the 21st century. Would you be willing to just mm. share in your lovely voice, by the way, this is an audio book. It's also available on Kindle, but you're going to want everybody, you're going to want to grab this audio, even if you don't have kids. Mm. I mean, I don't have kids. I have, I have dogs and I, <laughs> listen to this and it's from it's for your inner child it's so beautiful would you be willing to read us a, a little excerpt from this book sure um i was wondering hmm. so yeah. this won't have the accompaniment that the audiobook has that has Correct. an original score Yes, um, I know so, there's beautiful so there's music, music by the way on the <laughs> the audio version it's but, gorgeously scored yeah so I'll just maybe just read the first few pages. Is that Sure. Good? Yeah. Like perfect. start from the beginning? Okay. Yes. So, once upon a time, in a village near the edge of the jungle, lived a five-year-old boy named Dreamer. Dreamer lived with his mother, father, sister, and grandmother in a bamboo hut perched on stilts. Like all the other families in the village, every morning at breakfast, they shared their most memorable dreams from the night before. Usually, at least one of Dreamer's family members had a gift to share from a dream they had. His grandmother was offered songs from her dream allies, and his mother was taught new dances from hers. His father was often called Bridger, an honor that meant he was gifted with good ideas in his dreams for projects to contribute to the community. Others in the village supported his ideas with respect and helped him create them in the waking world. One such example of this was his design to help people cross the river nearby. To the dream people, dreams were considered the highest social authority, and since Dreamer's father's dreams, dream ideas usually worked, his helpers eagerly participated to help him, all the while referring to him as Bridger. Dreamer's 10-year-old sister, Seer, had recently discovered that she had the ability to dream important events before they happened. This gift was acknowledged and taken seriously by the community, and Dreamer's family listened in a different way to Seer's dreams, especially when she said she felt them to be this type of dream. One morning at breakfast, Dreamer began to cry hot tears into his rice and coconut milk. He had dreamed a terrifying nightmare. When he caught his breath, he told his family about the dream. In his dream, a fierce tiger, the animal that most threatens the lives of the dream people, was chasing him through the jungle to eat him. When he looked up from telling the dream, he saw that his sister was smiling. Why is she smiling, he asked. That dream was not funny. His mother spoke softly. Here is smiling because when she was your age, she had the same dream. A tiger visits the dreams of all dream people children when they are ready to learn. 
What does it mean, Dreamer asked. Dreamer's mother traced with her finger a design she had carved into the table. It looked like this. This is the dream world, she explained to him, and this is the waking world. The dream people believed that these two worlds were equal in validity and importance. Dreamer's mother taught him that he weaved back and forth between the two worlds each day and night, and that he had to learn the differences between the two worlds so that he could grow healthy and strong in every way and bring joy and assistance to his people as he got older. Because dreams were respected, talked about, and weaved as bridges into waking life, the dream people had lived in peace with each other without violence and crime for more than 300 years. Then Dreamer's father spoke. The tiger in your dream is your animal energy, he said. Just like everything else in your dream, he is a part of you. It is important that you talk to this tiger. See if you can get to know him and become friends with him so he can help you and become your dream ally. What will I say to him, Dreamer asked hesitantly. Ask him what he wants, his father instructed. I know what he wants. He wants to eat me. I'm so afraid of him, father. What can I do? You must learn to be a dreamtime warrior and face your fears. Okay, I'll stop there. <laughs> wow. Oh, my God. That was so beautiful. Okay, so we're about to go to a quick break. And I just want to, um, for in this moment, um, please tell everybody about the upcoming conference, the IASD conference. Anything you want to yes. say? We've got one minute. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Okay. The ISD virtual conference is June 13 to 17, all online. And you can go to iasdconferences.org slash 2021 to, to read all about it. We have amazing keynotes, five tracks of incredible workshops and presentations. And I will be hosting that. So I'll see you there. Yeah. So, and also, um, you're going to be speaking at, as part of the Lucid Dream track, and um, right. and we've had many other of the 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 keynote speakers that have been on this show, and I'll be presenting Dreams in the Hero's Journey, and uh, this is going to be exciting, everybody. You got to go to this, and also check out Angel's website, DreamBridge.com, thedreambridge.com. That's We're going to be right back. <laughs> We're going to be, we're coming right back to talk about dreams and Angel's going to be helping us. So hang in there. We'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. Practical spirituality. Positive messages. This is Unity Online Radio. The Voice of an Awakening World. Dream interpretation and a lot more. Welcome back to Ask Dr. Dream with Kelly Sullivan Walden.
Welcome back to the Ask Dr. Dream show. I'm Kelly Sullivan Walden, a.k.a. Dr. Dream, and I'm having the most lovely, enchanted, magical conversation with the amazing angel Kuan Yin Morgan, the president of the International Association for the Study of Dreams, IASD, or asdreams.org. It's the website. Her personal website is the dreambridge.com. We're talking about tigers. We're talking about dreams, lucid dreams, and what to say, what not to say to your children. Um, One of the things, and we're going to take your dreams. I see that we have a lot of questions. Um, If you have questions and you want to call in and join the lineup of people that are waiting to talk to Angel, the number is 816-251-3555. Angel, I teased in my email that went out today that there is one thing that parents should never say to mm. their children about mm-hmm. dreams mm-hmm. if they're I mean there's probably a whole book of things that parents should never say to their kids about dreams but if there was one thing that they shouldn't say that they tend to say what would that be um it's just a dream or um that dreams are not important mm-hmm. um it, it it's only a dream it's only right. a dream or, um, you know, I would go so far as, you know, when people belittle nightmares and say, what a nightmare about negative things in life. Oh, because right. Nightmares provide such opportunity um, for, for building courage and strength and transformation. Um, right. But m- mainly, I, I think what you were touching on was it's just a dream or it's only a dream. And parents exactly. are very innocent when they do this because yeah. you know of course we want to comfort our children and we want them to feel better the problem is when you tell a child it's just a dream or it's not real that's another one uh, you, you need to remember that to children um in their development <laughs> dreams are very real and they're so tuned into dreams being as real as waking life that when you tell them it's not real, they just get this sense that you're not telling them the truth or that, you know, that something's not right about that. Um, so to really build your relationship with your child, instead of telling them um, it, it's not real or it's just a dream or it's only a dream, show interest. You know, tell me about your dream. You know, what happened? Mm-hmm. You know, you're safe. Everything's okay. You're safe. I'm here. You know, validate the dream, honor the dream, make space for the dream. That's the number one. Yeah. And then you give them some tools, bring in that friendly giant Mm -hmm. and and make an ally out of that scary creature that was chasing you, et cetera, et cetera. So let's And like in Dreamer's Powerful Tiger, it could take a few times before you get to the point where where something opposing you in a nightmare becomes your friend. It's not always easy, but that's why I, I wrote the book. So people, so parents mm. can see the stages that a family can go through guiding a child through a nightmare and turning a tiger that's chasing a child into their best friend eventually. Oh, it's so, it's so important. I want to presence this. I've, I've probably shared it many times on this show, but I've had many dreams of being chased by wolves and I've, mm. and it's been a while since I've had them. And the last one, I mean, they kept growing in number. <laughs> it started off with one, 
then it was a few, and then it became a stadium full of them. And finally, wow. I just let them devour me. They just, they just completely gobbled me up. And then I came out on the other side as one of them. And then I was kind of like wow. the mother of these wolves. And, and then we were all like, I, I ever, even just talking about it in the, in the tiniest bit, like I am right now, I feel this unbelievable mm -hmm. power and strength that comes mm -hmm. through my body. I even feel a difference in the tone of my voice. It feels like I drop an octave, like, uh, like there's some, there's a power that it gives me. So I just want to say that this is, this is legit when, even if they, even if the worst happens, like being eaten by them, I mean, I felt like I was being devoured mm -hmm by them. And then so that I could be made new, it wasn't the end of the story. So anyway, not just new, but the mother, the mother yeah, of them. I mean, yeah. you are the matriarch of your wolf village. Wow. Exactly. <laughs> so forget about mother of dragons, whatever. Police. <laughs> I'll kick your dream, but okay. anyway, mother of wolves. <laughs> oh, I'll I'll challenge you, <laughs> me and my wolves against you and your dragons, whatever. Okay, Leilani has been holding for a very long time. Let's take oh, this call. Great. Leilani, Leilani Love, you have a question for Angel Hi, Morgan. Hi, I love this topic so much. I don't have children, mm. uh, but thank you for taking my call. I am an yeah. avid dreamer and... My dreams are so intense. I often wake mm. up and wonder if this is a dream. <laughs> and I guess I wanted to just share, mm. Dr. Dream, I talked to you months ago about this couple that was like my best friends. They were my family. Mm -hmm. And uh, she up and left my life via email. She was mm. having affairs on the husband. The husband and I were closer because he's more... I would say kind of woo woo. Right. And um we would meditate the husband and I would meditate together and I I'm still dreaming about this family. The daughter and I are very close, although I've stepped out of relationship with the daughter. I want to give them space and wait till she's eighteen. And I wake up and I just have this heart pain in my, my heart uh, chakra because this family mm. was such a big part of my life and in the dream I'm always in their home visiting. James is really nice to me. The daughter and I are playing, and then the mom, Liz, is off scowling at me, mm. undermining me, being passive-aggressive, and I'd really like to heal it. Ah, amen, sister. Okay, I'm going to let Angel, Dr. Angel Morgan, um, with Kuan Yin there as a middle name, so that's, mm -hmm. not, that's not powerful, is it? I'm going to let you take it first, and then I'll, then I'll weigh in. <laughs> Sure. Well, um, I'll use the projective method here by saying just if this were my dream, because um, we don't have too much time to ask mm -hmm. questions and go yeah. deep. But uh, if this were my dream, I would want to have a dialogue with the scowling Liz dream character. Um, I'd want to go back, you know, in into the dream, uh, dream reentry or active imagination, like Jung called it and just really have a conversation and dialogue with her and, um, you know, find out, ask her all the questions that I am unclear about. Why are you scowling at me? Why do you hate me? Or if I feel she hates me. Um, and really just dialogue with that because I would see her as a 
part of my life from waking life that I've internalized. So now mm. I've internalized this, this part of somebody that is turned against me. So there's a part of me that hasn't integrated because she's working against me. And I don't want that. I want to somehow turn her into an ally. Mm. So I'd start with really working on that relationship in the dream. And the thing about doing active imagination or dream reentry or whatever you call it, daydreaming, when you're awake, is it starts to weave its way into your nighttime dreaming. Um, so if you start a conversation, it might continue the next time you're, you're dreaming. Oh, that's powerful and Are beautiful. Are you saying lucid said. dream and talk to her or in my waking life, talk to her on the spirit plane? Um, no. I, okay, so lucid dream, but mm-hmm. if... For people who don't lucid dream like instantly, I don't mm-hmm. know. Are you a lucid dreamer, Lilani? Is that something that I am, but I am, but not often. It's spontaneous, okay. actually. So yeah, I would say like instead of trying to communicate with her, the person on the spirit plane, to first start with your internalized version of this person. Um, okay. In the dream, because I find that when, when people dialogue with the internalized version of the person they're struggling with in waking life, and they find a way to befriend that person and work stuff out internally, and Dreamer's Powerful Tiger gives you some tips about ways you can do that if it gets really extreme mm-hmm. and really hard to transform mm-hmm. that energy, um, then that makes its way into waking life. So if you ever did run into her in waking life again or or have an encounter, you would have less um, anxiety around it or less you okay. know, self-loathing, you know. So so it, it, it kind of clears the way to have a fresh encounter with another person when you do the inner work first. Yeah. So it can start in a daydream. It can start in like a because it started in a dream, right? It was a dream. So you're taking the dream and then you're dream bridging it into a daydream or you're doing some waking life work on it. But that can, you could also incubate your next dream. Say, you know, I'm going to sleep tonight. I want to have this dream again. And when I have this dream again, I'd like to continue this conversation and I'd like her to be my friend and be mm. supportive okay. of me. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Thank you and so much. I appreciate you. Let me ask you really oh, quick, Angel, about you. this. Um, so if we were back in the 30s in, in the Sonoy tribe, um, mm-hmm. what do you think one of the Sonoy, um, I don't know, elders or dream bridgers back then would, would say? Would, would it be anything different than what you just said? I mean, I, I have a feeling you've it, internalized the Sonoy so well. It would be very similar. Yeah. Yeah, very, very similar. similar. To what, mm-hmm. Yeah, because if if people are, what their uh, tradition of teaching their children was, um, and um, it's along the lines of you're having this dream that something's turning against you because of something um, antisocial that's happening in waking life. Like there's something awry. And so, you know, do the inner work with the dream, and then you'll be able to serve the community better. You'll be more available mm. to the community because, you know, you're, you're dealing with. 
I'm glad I asked yourself, you that because I love the piece that you just brought in, Angel. Oops, can you hear me? Mm-hmm. I love that you brought in the community. Like from the from that perspective, Leilani, Leilani's dream isn't this mm-hmm. this un, unrest isn't isn't just Leilani's. It's the communities right. and even a right. community that might even not not include these people. It might be about just. It's like by the time. I imagine Leilani has worked through this. Her community will be all the better for it. So I think exactly. it, it adds a level of of honoring. It's not just. I mean, I have I have a similar thing, Leilani. I'm I'm dealing with something with my with my sister who mm-hmm. I am just perplexed as to how to get this right. Like I keep struggling in my dream and my waking life. Like what I I so have harmony as the litmus test for all will like I I will be done when we are kumbaya hugging back to back to quote unquote normal and what's it going to take for that so there's so I I feel like there's a stress that is that's beneath me until that happens and it may never happen in this lifetime I don't know but mm-hmm. it honors to me it honors the wound it's like as Carolyn Mays talks about when there's some wounds that just don't heal or they just don't heal quickly. We consider them sacred because the journey that we go on to do the healing, we end up learning a thousand things that we never, that we never sought out to learn. We didn't even want to learn about it, but we become wise about things completely, maybe even unrelated. And by the time you end up healing this, you will become a different person and I will become a different person on the other end of, yeah. of yeah. my challenge with my, with my sister. I just, so my little add, add on to what every, all the brilliant things that Angel said is I just, the word that popped out to me as I was journaling, as you were talking was needs. What is it that she needs? Mm -hmm. What is this? What is Liz need that she's not getting met by being in the presence of, of Leilani? Because when, when needs are met, when needs are met, they, people become more available to other people. So some people think you're are opposed or they don't understand how self-care can, for example can be important because they think well no I need to help other people I need to help other people and culturally in many cultures that is you know an attitude and that's a beautiful attitude of helping others the the gift of of the Sonoy, um culture is you know when you take care of yourself in your dreams and you're number one in your dreams and all your needs are met, you become more available in waking life for your community. Ooh. And Ooh. just think about every, any dream you've ever had where your needs aren't met, and that's a lot of dreams. You know, a whole bunch of dreams people have mm. like that because they they show us where our needs aren't met. And then Ooh. we get to work on it. And when we meet our needs in lucid dreaming and in, you know, dream reentry and all of that building up to the lucid dreaming, um, then we become truly able to give to our communities. Mm. That is gorgeous. Well, can and I, I think just it's... share quickly on that? I think what's being yeah. called forth in this is to heal sisterhood and women to women relationship mm-hmm. and jealousy. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, these people are out of my life. She, she left mm-hmm. me an email and, uh, mm-hmm. 
I love them dearly. Uh, I just want to heal my part in it, you know. So yes, yeah. exactly. I and want you know, to do the I work, like you said, to heal my part, and then for that to ripple out into my community and into the collective for the female. I'll tell you oh, one thing that just popped that that just popped for me recently with my sister that I think I can map on if this were my dream because it is my dream mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. It, I'm Mary Kay, the the cosmetics lady from way back when. One of her famous quotes was, oh. "Treat everybody like they're important." And I feel like the being important is a huge need that sometimes doesn't get met in the presence of other women, especially if if somebody like if you're like you, Leilani. I haven't met you. I don't know what you look like, but I imagine you've got this yummy, free spirit, huggy, lovey, <laughs> airy fairy that yeah. might have her, by contrast, feel like a lump of cement. That's just kind of like, mm. oh, well, I'm not attractive. I'm not juicy. I'm not. So by mm. definition, she might her need for importance might not be met. And P.S. We all have a need to feel important. I know what it's like to feel not important, to be around somebody that's kind of getting all the juice and all the, and it's like, hello, like, like chopped liver over here. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a horrible feeling. And I feel like there's a, it's almost like when I, when I think, and I don't know that this is exactly the same with my sister, but I had this insight that of course of course she feels exactly the way she does. Cause if I was in her shoes, I would feel that way too. I can, mm-hmm. and I, and I know there's been instances in my life where I felt exactly like that. Maybe not to that degree, maybe, you know, in a, in a tiny bit compared to her much more overblown bit, but still that pixel of human emotion lives in me. It's not separate from me. She's not separate from me. She's that part of me, the part of me that doesn't feel loved or doesn't feel important or doesn't feel attractive or doesn't feel secure. So I just need to love that part of me. It's almost like, let's get, let's even let go of Liz. Let's let go of my sister and let's just love up that part of ourselves that feels so flimsy that we could just be discarded because we're not enough. So that's... If I could, um, uh, another thing you could do with the sister image and the Liz image is focus, like as an exercise, focus on the positives about them. What are the positives about them? What do I love about them or admire about them or respect about them? And really just tell them, you know, like in the daydream, because those, those are internalized feminine parts of you now. So, like, what is beautiful about them? What is it that yeah. you want to integrate about them into your psyche? Oh, that's beautiful. And I'll add one little cherry mm. on top. I've been envisioning my sister just thriving, even mm, like I've yes. been picturing her popping through and coming mm-hmm. into such a place where she's surrounded by people that see her, get her, love her. So, love what I, is, and I love adding that to it. Um, angel, a a part of of Mm. what is already intrinsically beautiful and wonderful about her. So let's just, I think if we have that as a little meditation, even a pre dream time meditation, it's got to shift. Mike, I mean, I know for sure what shifts internally does manifest externally. And um, that's my soapbox for the moment. So thank you, Leilani, for sharing that awesome dream. And I hope that helps. Please check in and let me know how it goes. Yeah. 
Thank you, honey. Bye, okay. Thank you. Okay, so Denise, we've got Denise that has been patiently holding on. So Denise, I know you always share wonderfully and you get right to the point. So what question do you have for Angel and myself? Well, I don't have any kids, so I have a, a dream. But it was awesome. one with you and Nancy, but I'm going to save that so when Nancy's on, whenever Nancy comes on again, because both of y'all were in the dream, so I'm not going to do that one. I'm going to do another one. Okay. Okay. I, I want Nancy to be a part of it because she was in it. Um, I had a dream, and um, I just want to say, just for the record, because I haven't. I mean, Nancy is Nancy has become so wonderfully busy, busy doing the body code and all her healing work that that she may she'll be popping into this show every once in a while, but she's not going to be a regular co-host. And okay. who knows that may change. But we, you know, so to find out more about Nancy and how you can stay in touch with her, go to nancytelzero.com and we love Nancy and she's, you know, the red carpet is always open to her to come in. But I I love that she's become so empowered as a healer that she's just busy that girl. So yeah, to that so yeah. I know when she'll be on so feel free to you know take that info in and whatever you want to share denise drop it in okay i'm gonna do um another one um okay i have so many um went to a went to a restaurant went to a <laughs> restaurant god i stay in those restaurants and this is a Love buffet it. type you know uh-huh. and i'm going down the line it's the kind where somebody's behind you know what would you like ma'am and you say i like you know uh-huh. potatoes and then she anyway so i decided to get um fish it was a square fish like mcdonald's mm. which is unusual because i don't eat that type of fish because it's fried i do mm. love fish anyway so she the lady gives me the fish and the french fries and then i you know keep going down the line and then i dropped it i dropped mm. the whole dog on plate and then mm. the dream ended with me going back and thinking my god it was on a tray and on a plate how did i drop it um, mm. I would tell you real quick, anytime I dream about fish, somebody's pregnant, and somebody was, a girlfriend of mine said, I can't believe so-and-so's pregnant, and about a month or two months ago when I jumped about fish, but that was wiggly fish, real fish, somebody was. <laughs> but to me, I don't know, I, I think the dropping of the plate, which I don't even know how I dropped it because it was on a tray and mm. on a plate, that mm. was it, though. The dream ended with me like, oh, my God, I dropped it, let me go back. But, of course, the dream ended not knowing whether I got another thing of fish or whether I got a hot dog. I'm just saying. But, um, <laughs> well, we it. have just a, a few minutes. So, Angel, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hand it over to you. And then if there's time, I'll, I'll weigh in. But please, thank you, Denise, for that dream. Dr. Angel <laughs> Morgan, take it away. Yeah, great dream. Yeah, I mean, dreaming about food, I tend to look at dreams like that in two different ways. First, I think about Ed Kellogg and the Dreamitarian diet, right? Like, okay, what is my dream telling me um, about food? You know, is this something that I should be eating or shouldn't be eating? And if I'm, if it were my dream and I'm dropping, dropping the plate, it might be telling me maybe don't eat fried food right now, don't eat french fries, don't eat fried fish, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the other way I look at food in dreams is symbolically, right? Like, um, you know, nourishment. What, how am I being nourished in my life? What is nourishing me? Um, and what, what should be nourishing me if this were my dream that isn't because I dropped the plate? Like, um, you know, so what's and going I, on in my life? Yeah. Go ahead. Oh, that, that I would like to be nourished by, but it right. just isn't 
doing the job or or maybe I'm not letting it do the job because I dropped the plate. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I don't eat fried food. I don't eat French fries. And I love fish. Um, I would never mm-hmm. get that kind of fish because it was squared like the McDonald's type of fish. I would never eat that in a million mm-hmm. years. And I don't eat French fries mm-hmm. either. I'm not even sure if it was French fries, but the fish was squared like that McDonald's fish that you get a fish sandwich. Um, mm. Okay. So, so that was I'll, great. So that- I'll never even get I'll dive into this this fishy water for a second. I, I agree yeah. with everything Angel shared. If it were my dream, it I just what I got was in in my body was you know the the whole notion of muscle testing, like we're strong when something is true or good for us, and we become weak when something isn't good for us. And if I drop right. a plate of food, it might mean that it's oh. there's something that's symbolic on that plate or literal that is making me that is weakening me. And I mm. thought it was interesting interesting that you mentioned the the notion of fish equates to predictions about pregnancy and earlier and we've been mm-hmm. talking about kids and and like being mm-hmm. you know this, and mm-hmm. and um and I wonder if there's something about like even dropping any if it's my dream because I don't have kids either and I've thought about you know that's that used to be a thing for me it isn't now because my god my my maternal energy is definitely yep. well spent in this life so it might be I'm dropping. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. I've got a lot of wolves to take care of. They keep me very busy. <laughs> but even dropping any notion that has to do with pregnancy or whatever that fish, like I'm just dropping it. I'm letting that that chapter of my life go. Let it swim mm. off stream. I'm not. I'm letting go of my attachment to it, so I can be free mm. to take care of myself, nurture myself the way I want to. Mm. So on that note, we have to wrap up. I can't believe the time has flown so much. Dr. Angel Morgan, thank you so much. TheDreamBridge.com is her website. Everybody, go check her out at the IASD conference coming up, asdreams.org. Until we meet again, don't take your dreams. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. I answer audience questions, and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network, and wherever you get your podcasts.